welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast, where we are teaching stuff. Yeah. Julia, I say that because Julia just learned that OG yeah. means like the original. The original. Yeah. We were talking about our different, the different Johns in our life mm -hmm. and how we have different abbreviations for them. So like John of the Cross, J of C. Yep. You said John the Baptist. J the B. J the B. <laughs> so I said, what about like John the Evangelist? And you J said. J O G, the jog. The He's jog. the OG. And I didn't John. know OG meant original. Mm -hmm. So yeah. did you guys know that? You listening? Because I'm wondering if it's an age thing. Father Sean says because I'm old that I don't know. <laughs> So you young people, is that something you know? And us people, Are there any young people that listen. Well, yeah, I Hi, know mom. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mom does. Yeah, Mom Wilson, she listens. She's young. I got a Miller. Oh, Maria, Maria does. Shout out yeah. Maria. She's younger than me. She's younger than me too. Maria, let us know. Do you know what OG stands? I'm wondering where that cutoff line is. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to do a survey. I did a survey once before similar to this. What was the, the question on that survey? Bougie. Bougie, that's right. Do you know the word bougie and what that means? And I did find, it was a short survey, but it, there did seem to be a line a couple years mm -hmm. below me that mm -hmm. a couple years younger than me knew bougie. A couple years older than me or my age, not so didn't much. Didn't know bougie. Or people knew it if they like taught kids in a school, which... that Yeah, that keeps you hip. That keeps you young, so I don't yeah. know if that counts. Right. But, okay, so OG, original. Mm-hmm. J O G John the, the jog. Okay, I love it. But actually, John the Baptist came before John the Evangelist. <laughs> so you're okay. Well, I still like it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. What's happening? <laughs> Name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Lord, we give you thanks for your abundant blessings. We ask that you may be with all of those who are sick, all of those who are suffering, all of those who are sad. And we ask that you may pour forth this new spirit upon us, that you may um, give us new hearts transformed by your love. We entrust this time into your hands, especially pray for all of our listeners, anybody who's struggling. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Beautiful as always. Thank you, Father Sean. What yeah. are we talking about in the catechism today? What well, is is fascinating, because yeah. you always ask, where are we? Yeah. We're at the very beginning of the third part of the catechism. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're hitting on the, uh, the new life in Christ mm -hmm. is that third part of the uh, catechism, like the whole moral life, life in Christ. So right at the start of the, the, um, that part, and then new life in Christ is kind of broken up into uh, man's vocation, life in the spirit, and then the Ten Commandments. So we're doing life in the spirit, the human person made in the image and likeness of God. Mm -hmm. Did so, you say, so this is like the beginning of like the moral yeah, section? Yeah, this is the beginning of the moral yeah, section. Of the yeah. catechism. So we got to know like wh whose image we're created in so we understand why morality matters, mm -hmm. right? That's and the goal as to... Mm -hmm. Of our actions. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, there's a reason that this comes before the Ten Commandments, right? Mm -hmm. Our goal is, as moral beings, is not to not break rules. It's to live imitating Jesus Christ and be perfect as our Heavenly Father is yes. perfect and all of these different things that we're going to talk about. So what's the goal of our moral life is, in some ways, you know, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Mm, the goal is not to not break rules. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You sound like this is the first time you've ever heard that. Uh, it is <laughs> the first and just the double negative there. Oh, okay. You, you know. Yeah. It's very clever of you. Yeah. Well, I am very <laughs> clever. <laughs> and humble. 
moving on. <clears throat> so this begins in paragraph 1691. We're ending today in 1709. This whole first section, which is like the intro of life in Christ, who were created in God's image and likeness. Didn't you want to drop the mic after every one of these paragraphs? Mm-hmm. They were like, all really good. Boom, that's good. Yeah. Boom, that's good too. And in some ways they give like a, um, they give a roadmap of the rest of this part in the, um, in the catechism. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's important too. Mm-hmm. This first one is quoting St. Leo the Great. Christian, recognize your dignity. And now that you share in God's own nature, do not return to your former base condition by sinning. Remember who is your head and of whose body you are a member. Never forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of the kingdom of God. Quiz show, Julia. Oh, no. Okay. That passage from Pope St. Leo the Great Mm -hmm. is the second reading from the Office of Readings on a major feast day. Which one is it? Oh. Uh, Easter? Christmas. So that's the second reading from Christmas. Um, Showing our dignity. Jesus Christ, the word became flesh to dwell among us, Mm -hmm. shows us our dignity. Mm -hmm. Right? To remember the fact that Jesus cared enough about us to become one of us. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Yeah. So that's one of his sermon, his Christmas sermons. That was a great quiz show question. Yeah. Super nerdy. Yeah. The chances were really slim I was going to get that right. Right. Yeah. But I also, in my pride, got to show off that I knew it. Yeah. Which, you know, is really helpful for my humility (laughs) because evidently I need more. (laughs) You you knew it because you love it because it's so good. You look, I look, you know, that's one of the greatest things about Christmas morning for me is you wake up and you're like, oh, Leo. Leo. (laughs) I know you're coming. Yeah. And you look forward to those. Quiz show for you two girls in the studio. What's another one of his favorite second readings from the Office of the Readings? Holy Saturday. Holy Saturday. Yeah, she got it. Yeah. And that is true. You bring that up a lot too. I so <laughs> there's one other one that's also that makes the the top five. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did anybody know? The other top five second readings? December the twentieth is when the gospel is the annunciation mm. and the second reading is from Saint Bernard of Clairvaux. Mm. Mm. I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah, yeah. It's the one where uh, like the whole world awaits for Mary's yes. Like the <sighs> angels are awaiting the yes. Yeah. That is good. That, yeah. That is real right. good. Right, right. Okay, I can see that's why those mm-hmm. are in your top. Are those your top three? You mentioned top five. Those yeah, top yeah. I mean, um, John Vianney and John Bosco are mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. JB, not J the B. Gotcha. John Bosco's just JB. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So those, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to saints feast days, those are those mm-hmm. are really high up there. Okay. So, Sweet. Yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Anyways, well, moving on. Yeah. Let's <clears throat> move on. What is next? Um, the symbol of faith confesses the greatness of God's gifts to man and His work of creation, and even more in redemption and sanctification. That's that's really beautiful. So not only the symbol of faith God created us, do we do does it confess that, but also even more in how God redeems us and how He sanctifies us. It's amazing. That's amazing. That even though we we've we've uh, lost what was given to us mm-hmm. in creation, God's power is so great that it can restore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. what faith confesses the sacraments communicate by the sacraments of rebirth. Christians have become children of God, partakers of the divine nature, coming to see in the faith their new dignity. Christians are called to lead henceforth a life worthy of the gospel of Christ. They are made capable of doing so by the grace of Christ and the gifts of his spirit, which they receive through the sacraments and through prayer. 
So you see, like that's gives the outline of why the catechism is structured in the way it is. So this is what we believe, mm-hmm. the creed, the first part. This is how it's communicated to us, the second part, the sacraments. That's how the, what we believe is communicated to us. And then what's our response? How do we live? Mm-hmm. That's the third and fourth parts, right? The moral life and prayer. So what we believe, how it gets given to us, and then what's our what's our response? Nice. Yeah, so that's why it's there's a there's a structure to yes. all this. Yes. Okay. Good. Christ Jesus always did what was pleasing to the Father and always lived in perfect communion with him. Likewise, Christ's disciples are invited to live in the sight of the Father who sees in secret in order to become perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Yeah, Christ was perfect, mm-hmm. always pleasing to the Father as his disciples. We are to enter into that as well. So our more life doing what is pleasing to the Father. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the start of like a little Trinitarian um, three paragraphs here. Doing what's pleasing to the Father, being incorporated into Christ by baptism, and so being dead to sin and alive to Christ Jesus, and then being a temple of the Holy Spirit. So um, we're sanctified, called to be saints. So it's like where we do what's pleasing to the Father, we're united to Christ, and then the, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And that's mm-hmm. how we... That's how we have the capacity to live a moral life is because God lives inside of us. Right. Right. Okay. Good. Anything else with those two paragraphs? I don't think so. Um, And, you know, 1696 talks, you know, then it's going to get into like moral life catechesis kind of in general, like describing the catechetical nature of the moral life and what this part of the catechism is attempting to do. Mm -hmm. But it sets that up in 1696 by saying, this is the way. It's a way of light or a way of darkness. Mm-hmm. And using that parable, uh, what parable? Shoot, what is it referring to there? 20. Um, oh, I guess that's just, um, that's the um, Sermon on the Mount. You know, it's basically the moral life. It, mm-hmm. it, it shows us the path to holiness, and it shows us the path to a void of darkness. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're given an option to live. I mean, I guess first thing is just recognize there is, a, there is a right and a wrong. There is objective truth. And then... How do we choose that? Sure. And how do we decide? How do we discern? All those sorts of things. Right. Okay. So these two ways. There are two ways, the one of life, the other of death, but between the two, there is a great difference. Okay. This next paragraph, 1697, starts with, Catechesis has to reveal in all clarity the joy and the demands of the way of Christ. I love that. I, yeah, I circled both those words. <clears throat> the joy, joy and, and the demands. demands. And even has to. Mm-hmm. Catechesis has to. Like... Yeah, it really does. It has to it has to tell us what we're like make the desire in our heart to want to choose the good and also warn us uh, in the demands. Right? Don't do that. Right, right. That's yeah. the purpose of it. Right. 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 Um and then this breaks down like different um catechesis for this newness of life in him should be and what this mm-hmm. the different what this should entail. Yeah. Right. And it's more than just right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the Holy Spirit acts in us. So it's a catechesis of the Holy Spirit. It's a catechesis on grace. Grace gives us the strength to live the moral life. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to do this on our own, mm-hmm. but God gives us his help. He comes to our aid, and that's grace. Mm-hmm. Any, go ahead. Oh, sorry. The catechesis of the Beatitudes. So the way of Christ is summed up in this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Christ's way is one of blessedness, one mm-hmm. of happiness. Eternal beatitude is what he leads to. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moral life is a happy life. Mm-hmm. Right. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> and then catechesis of sin and forgiveness. This is so important, as if the other ones weren't. They're all important. Sin and forgiveness. Unless man acknowledges that he is a sinner, he cannot know the truth about himself, which is a condition for acting justly. So you, we have to know the truth about ourselves if we're going to choose, again, looking at these two paths. If we're going to choose the good, we have to actually understand who we are. Right. right. And understand there's darkness. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's sin. 
And then the other side, if without the offer of forgiveness, he would not be able to bear this truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to recognize who we really are. Yeah, um, if we're not able to forgive others. Yeah. And then uh, two about virtues, the human virtues and mm-hmm. the Christian virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Mm-hmm. Those are things that get built in us, habits that we that we form in our faith, and mm-hmm. that's that's what the moral life is about. It's about forming habits of doing good and avoiding evil, and we have to constantly strengthen those habits to to know what they are, to know those virtues. So mm-hmm. important, yeah, right? I, and I I'm just going to repeat that because I think just even defining what a virtue is is really sure. important. So this habit to do good, whereas a vice is a habit to do evil. Right. And so, you know, we sin, it becomes a habit. We don't even think about it now. Anytime somebody cuts me off in traffic, my habit is one that's not positive, right. you know, or not good. So it, that's become a vice then, the mm-hmm. habit to not choose the good. Whereas the virtue is the opposite. It's the habit to choose good. So how do you form a habit? Right. You keep doing it over and over, and over again. Yeah. Right. And there's the, like maybe two of the great, maybe there's three great examples of just like our natural life, learning a musical instrument, learning a language, playing sports. Mm. Right. In all three of those, learning a language, uh, musical instrument, sports, like you learn the fundamentals. And at first it's hard, right? Mm. Like um, you think about the violinist, they're just learning the scales, they're learning how to hit the right notes. There's all those screeches and it's just like painful. But eventually you become the master and you're able to play a beautiful solo because you know the the structure of playing the violin and then you can do it well it's mm-hmm. the same thing with the virtues right like you okay this is the courageous act and i'm trying to act courageously and that's actually one of weakness and i and i'm struggling that and we're going back and forth but eventually you know you build up the habit of courage and you're able to act courageously without even thinking about it and mm-hmm. it just comes um that habit is second nature so we'll get to the virtues um, yeah but i love that that's yeah. so true yeah. yeah right okay yeah. Okay. It's a catechesis of the twofold commandment of charity set forth in the Decalogue. Um, so is that saying like the twofold, like love your neighbor, love yourself? Uh, love God, love neighbor as yourself. Love God. Lo- right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. God, love neighbor as yourself. Okay. Yep. And then a cl- an ecclesial catechesis, which I think we talked about this a lot when we talked about the communion of saints. So for it mm-hmm. is through the manifold exchange- exchanges of spiritual goods in the communion of saints that Christian life can grow, develop, and be communicated. Um, so we share this, we're one body, we share in this communion, ecclesial, it's for the church, right? It's mm-hmm. not just about us, it's for this one body of Christ. Yeah? Word. <laughs> Um, and then the last, the first and last point of reference of this catechesis will always be Jesus Christ himself, who is the way and the truth and the life. It is by looking to him in faith that Christ faithful can hope that he himself fulfills his promises in them, and that by loving him with the same love with which he has loved them, they may perform works in keeping with their dignity. That's so if we want to know how to live, mm-hmm. let's just look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. By loving him with the same love with which he has loved them. Mm. That's so good. That is. All right. So that was the first um, the first few paragraphs, 1691 through 1698. Again, kind of introducing this section mm-hmm. three of the catechism. Okay. So now what are we getting into in this next section? Well, the first one's man's vocation into life of the spirit. And the, the first two paragraphs are just making distinctions and kind of almost they're like a table of contents. Um, my book. <laughs> yeah, your catechism is... Um, I just accidentally turned the page and it almost all came apart. Okay, yeah. I'm going to glue that when I get home. Yeah, you, we're should, moving you should glue that. So. <laughs> um, so we're just in the part on the dignity of the human person, about man being created in the image and likeness of God. We don't need to go through all the distinctions, uh, like all the subcategories and mm-hmm. kind of the outline of this whole section. Mm-hmm. You can read 1699 and 1700 if mm-hmm. you're curious, or just open the table of contents of your catechism. 
So, there you go. 1701 <clears throat> through 1709, man in the image and likeness of God. That's where we are. Sorry, um, I was taking a drink. I, I saw that as I, I looked up. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> so we're created in the image and likeness of God, but that, that gets fallen. It gets tarnished. But we're still made in the image and likeness of God, mm-hmm. right? So I, I had to read something. I read something recently that was not from a Catholic perspective that talked about man having a, a, a sinful nature. And as Catholics, we actually don't say that. We say a, a fallen nature. Mm-hmm. So our nature, we're still made in the image and likeness of God, but that's been broken, right? Mm-hmm. That's been disfigured, whatever, you know, we will, but we're still at our hearts good. Mm-hmm. It's just we're distorted. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christ comes to restore that, right? He comes to fix the brokenness. Um, mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. It's, it is in Christ, the image of the invisible God, that man has been created in the image and likeness of the creator. It is in Christ, Redeemer and Savior, that the divine image, disfigured in man by the first sin, has been restored to its original beauty and ennobled by the grace of God. The div- this divine image is present in every man. It shines forth in the communion of persons, in the likeness of the unity of the divine persons among themselves. 1703, continuing, reads, Endowed with a spiritual and immortal soul, the human person is the only creature on earth that God has willed for its own sake. From his conception, he is destined for eternal beatitude, eternal blessedness, eternal happiness. We're willed for our own sake. So that means we don't exist here for any other thing, right? Like the animals exist not for themselves. They exist to be part of this ecosystem. They exist for us. Um, Clouds, they don't exist just to like cloud around or whatever Mm -hmm. um, that may be, but they actually Mm -hmm. exist for to make this world for us. Mm -hmm. So everything in creation is pointed towards us, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. This whole place is made for us. Mm. Mm, How much he loves us. That's true. I've heard that before, that God is love. Mm. Me too. Oh, you've heard that? Okay. These next two paragraphs, great. A couple. Um, The human person participates in the light and power of the divine spirit. By his reason, he is capable of understanding the order of things established by the creator. By free will, he is capable of directing himself toward his true good. He finds his perfection in seeking and loving what is true and good. By reason, by free will. So you think man made in the image of Mm -hmm. God. God is able to know. Mm-hmm. We made in his image and likeness are able to know. We're mm-hmm. able to have concrete, rational thought and even abstract thought. Um, that it, Whereas a, um, a mouse is only able to see cheese, eat cheese, right? Mm-hmm. They're not able to ration through like, oh my gosh, maybe this cheese is actually going to snap down mm-hmm. and trap me, right? Mm-hmm. I, should, I should be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Um, mice unable to do that. And even free will, right? Like the mouse can't like see the cheese and say, you know what? I'm not going to. I don't. I don't um, like. Right. I really like that cheese. It seems good, but I'm. I'm turning away. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's for us. We have the ability to choose, and we have the ability to think, mm-hmm. and that's part of us being made in the image and the likeness of a God, who too can choose to mm-hmm. pick up his cross and be mm-hmm. crucified and to think. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of you will betray me. Mm-hmm. And then by virtue of this, by virtue of his soul, man's soul, and his spiritual powers of intellect and will, this reason and will, man is endowed with freedom, an outstanding manifestation of the divine image. This is where, this is why we are free, because God has given us our intellects and our wills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and it's directed towards our freedom so mm-hmm. that we can freely choose him. Mm-hmm. Right? The, sometimes a question, well, why doesn't God just like wipe out evil? Mm-hmm. Then we just be a bunch of robots, mm-hmm. right? But he actually gives us freedom to choose him or to not choose him. Mm-hmm. And that's one of that's his greatest act of love mm-hmm. is to actually let somebody not choose him. Mm-hmm. You think about like what a what a free act. He gives us this invitation to give us this kingdom, but won't force us to go there and say, mm-hmm. well if if you want something else you can have it. You can mm-hmm. choose these finite things mm-hmm. or you can choose the infinite happiness of heaven. Mm-hmm. The choice is our, is ours. Mm-hmm. But that's um that's we're we're free like him, mm-hmm. made in his image and likeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't often we don't often think about freedom in that sense naturally. Like we yeah. think of freedom I can as vote. yeah, right? I, I can, can do what I want. Gun. I can yeah. do whatever I want. And that means yeah. I'm free. It's a free country. Right. <laughs> but this is this is the beauty of what freedom truly is. Because you have intellect, because you have free will, you can freely choose him or not, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't force it on you. Oh, okay. By his reason, again, man recognizes the voice of God, which urges him to do what is good and avoid what is evil. Everyone is obliged to follow this law, which makes itself heard in conscience and is fulfilled in the love of God and of neighbor. Living a moral life bears witness to the dignity of the person. That's powerful, too. We talk about, you know, the dignity of the person and how do we actually do that, like make sure that humanity is dignified. Well, live the moral life. Mm-hmm. That's very Shows you your back. dignity. Mm-hmm. Remember that dignity. Mm-hmm. Look at, you have the ability to be transformed into a saint. Mm-hmm. Christian, recognize Leo. your dignity. <laughs> and now that you share in God's own nature, do not return to your former base condition by sinning. Yeah. Remember who you are. Okay. But we're fallen. And that's the next one. 1707. Man, enticed by the evil one, abused his freedom at the very beginning of history. So the sin enters the world, right? Like mm. we're free, which means we can turn away from the Lord. And we all, all of us, save the Blessed Virgin Mary, have done that, all mm. of us human beings. So, mm. um, but then the good news, of course, is Christ restores this, 1708. By mm. his passion, Christ delivered us from Satan and from sin. He married for us a new life in the Holy Spirit. His grace restores what sin has damaged in us. Mm. What did you say that, that, um, so we don't we we don't say we have a sinful nature, a fallen mm. nature. Yeah. Disfigured. Yeah. Disfigured fallen, or fallen. The, yeah, yeah. Guess that's such a that's such a seems like such a small thing that but that makes a big difference, doesn't right. it? That right. Right. And you get this even like so Martin Luther said that the um that the uh Christian is snow covered dung. Mm. So like broken nature and what Christ grace does is just like covers it in snow. Mm -hmm. And what we believe is that actually that dung can be transformed Mm -hmm. into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's just something external that, that covers it. And Mm -hmm. Oh, look, there's snow. Doesn't Mm -hmm. realize there's dung under there, Mm -hmm. but actually can get transformed into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that's the moral life, Mm -hmm. right? Is to be transformed into from something that's broken Mm -hmm. into a saint. Mm -hmm. The nature, our nature bears the wound of original sin. Okay, so we're inclined yeah. to this evil. We're subject to error, but Christ comes to transform us. I'm sorry. And he I gives us his, his, he gives us, you know, he gives us the instruction manual of how to get, mm-hmm. how to be transformed mm-hmm. from um, just broken to a saint. Mm-hmm. Or we don't have to figure out how to do that on our own. Mm-hmm. It's actually, this is the great gift of the catechism mm-hmm. says, you want to know the path of life. Mm-hmm. This is the wisdom of the saints. This is the 10 commandments, mm-hmm. the gospel to say, if you want to be transformed, here's the path. You don't have to figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the church shows us the way, mm-hmm. which is great. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, so great. So great. So good. Oh, last, so good. Last one in this so section. 
He who believes in Christ becomes a son of God. This filial adoption transforms him by giving him the ability to follow the example of Christ. It makes him capable of acting rightly and doing good. In union with his Savior, the disciple attains the perfection of charity, which is holiness. Having matured in grace, the moral life blossoms into eternal life in the glory of heaven. Can't wait. Ugh. You and me both, man. I love, too, how this is this filial adoption transforms him by giving him the ability to follow Christ. Again, to remember our nature since the fall, like it is fallen. We're inclined to, to sin. We're inclined to, to error, right? Mm-hmm. But this gives us the ability to follow Christ. It doesn't mean it just like magically makes it happen. Right. But now we're capable, again, we're capable of acting rightly and doing good. Um, we attain perfection, like it's this process of perfection mm-hmm. and having matured in grace. Again, not like an overnight process, but right. like you mentioned with those examples of learning how to play music, learning a new language, or playing a sport, like you begin mm-hmm. so small with fundamentals, which seem like this is not going to yeah. go anywhere. But eventually you become seasoned enough that you don't have to think, how do I dribble? I have right. to pick the ball I have to pass now. Right. You know? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. The life of virtue, the moral life. That's right. <sighs> Created in God's image and likeness. I feel All like right. we should try to hit virtue now. Okay. You see it up there? No. I don't know. I saw one that caught my eye, though. Of course you did. <laughs> I did what I, was it, Julia? Well, it, it, it helps that it's right over my shoulder. But there's one that says Jesus prays. Mm-hmm. You see it right below domestic church? I'll repeat what you say since you're not in your mic. You see it? You see it? Jesus prays, uh, right corner, right, right, up, up, right there. Oh. You see it? Let's go there. Yana? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see where the hand that guides the dart okay, okay, sends okay, us. Okay. Oh, that was purity. Oh. <laughs> Already did that. Been there, done that. <clears throat> oh. Nope. Uh-oh. You got this. Oh, man's capacity for God. Right okay. at the start. All right. 27 to 43. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. I like that. Yeah. That's great. All right. In here, in the catechism, there was a quote from a saint. Did you notice that? I did. St. Saint, saint saint, John Eudes, who saint we just... Saint J-E. <laughs> J the E. J the E. I know, just J. J. G. St. <laughs> John... You, how do you pronounce that? I would say Eudes. Eudes. But I don't know what a French person would say. Somebody mm. who speaks French. What a mm. Francophile would say. I don't I speak French. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's really good. We did just have his feast day, which mm-hmm. I thought was how providential that we're talking about all these great saints in August. And yeah. here he is in the yep. section we're in. There's another one on the list. Another one. Another one. Yep. All right. So I think we'll just end with his quote. It's really beautiful in this section. I ask you to consider that our Lord Jesus Christ is your true head and that you are one of his members. He belongs to you as the head belongs to its members. All that is his is yours, his spirit, his heart, his body and soul, and all his faculties. You must make use of all these as of your own to serve, praise, love, and glorify God. You belong to him as members belong to their head. And so he longs for you to use all that is in you as if it were his own for the service and glory of the Father.